Hi, and thank you for listening to Dream 10X Radio, where we interview people attempting to live extraordinary lives. Our twofold purpose is to both direct and inspire people bold enough to do the same. Dream 10X. Face your fears. It's your boy, JC, and this is Dream 10X, episode 45. Welcome, and I'm with my lovely, lovely wife, Dr. Capel here. Hi. Hi. Is that a better? I'm trying to work on my intro. Well, how can I improve my intro? I'm on some 360 feedback here. (laughs) I like the intro. Was it okay? Yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think it was weird. I think it was so funny. I felt like it was awkward. Why do you think it was awkward? I don't know. Do you guys like our intro? Do you like my intro or not? Let me know. Send me an email at dream10x at novelisttracker.com. Let me know what you think about my intro. I, I like need some intro. 360 feedback here. I'm trying to I'm trying to rapidly improve this podcast. So I would be your peer, 360. Who's your supervisor? <laughs> Dream10x has no supervisor. <laughs> Um, you can find us on iTunes, Apple iTunes. You can also find us, our podcast, on uh, Android uh, uh, and Alexa. We have an Alexa app. You can just ask, ask, ask Alexa to play an episode or find an episode and uh, something interests you. Uh, just search for it through the uh, voice interface there, voice user interface. Um, also, you can find us at dreamtonext.com and you can tag www in front of that if you want. So this is episode 45, and what are we talking about this episode, Doctor? What 10x your learning. Five ways to 10x your learning. So let's 10x it right now. Let's Woo-hoo. go. Guess what What's I did. number one? Oh. Oh no, guess what I did. Well, I guess what you did last episode. I know, you gotta guess what I did this episode. You were there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so James, my amazing husband. Watch the table because of the light. And I'm making noise. My amazing husband... Sat for 10 hours, 10 hours, watching me throw things. It was pretty amazing. So, huge kudos to him. I 10x husbandry yesterday. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. No, it was good. I got to sit and watch women throw things. I mean, and I got to drink beer. So, I drink beer. I watch women throw big, heavy objects. It was awesome. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, So, she signed up for Scottish Highland Games yep. in Southern Maryland yesterday, and she's never done anything like this before in her life before. So this is the very first experience. The idea of, hey, maybe I could do the Highland Games, that's yep. back to our last episode. Yep. We're redefining yourself, and I want to be the strong, confident woman uh, who can who can have this this way of being Hmm. so this was one way to do that and then principle number two adapt your mental models my mental model is i'm a rower (laughs) 
<laughs> and now I have to throw things like baseball, soccer, kickball. These were not my friends. Um, and so like I had to totally adapt who I thought I was for my mental model. And then number three, preparing myself for learning. Well, it's in nature all day. How can you go wrong? Yeah. So with that, yeah, yeah, you did get summer. So, um, how I got to the idea of fruition to being able to execute, I leveraged these five principles to 10X. The the five five principles of, that we're going to talk about today and how to 10X your learning. So, but before we do that, can you tell us a little bit, set the context for Highland Games and what the events were and kind of how did you lead up to, how did you find out about it? How did you want to do it? (laughs) So James is a piper. And he is an amazing bagpiper. And no, I'm not. Stop. I haven't practiced in months. I love hearing James play. So from the wife perspective, he's an amazing bagpiper. You make your own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and he, but before we got, I think it's before we got married because it was 2019 that I started met with, met up with Nicole. Yeah, because I'm like I can't do it this year. Uh, once. Once you ask me to marry you, <laughs> like, I got too much going on. I got to plan the wedding. So James said, hey, you know, I think I want to do the Highland Games this year. And yeah. so uh, so that all went from there. <laughs> and I found, um, I started reading about it and what that could, what you need to do, what the, what the events are, how to throw all these things. I'm like, I need help because this is terrifying. So I found, I looked online for different pro women who were out there who trained people. And I found this pro who is just badass, Nicole Davis out of Utah. I reached out and she was just so gracious and, and totally offered to help me. So she's been working with me for about a year and a half. This is all virtual. This is all virtual too. Yeah. So she's been working with me for about a year and a half to train me physically, just in basic strength, as well as how to throw. So um, she prepared me really well. Uh, my first game was yesterday, and I'm only a little bit sore in my shoulders, and the rest of me is fine. Unreal. What are the events? What are the events? So there is a stone throw, and you have a 12-pound stone. It depends for a master's woman, so a 12-pound-ish stone. Um, and you have to have a flat part of the stone. You put it against your face, and you spin around, and you throw it as fast as you can, as far as you can. <laughs> Super fun. Flutzy girl. Scary stuff. And then there is the hammer throw, which is one of my favorites. And you take like a mace that's super floppy. So you take like a piece of spaghetti, put a weight on the end of it, and you got to throw it around your head and toss it behind you. It's a wooden stick that they soak in linseed oil. So it's very flexible. And it's got like a 12 pound weight, 16 pound there's, it's, uh, there's a 16 and a 12. So you start with the on 16 the and then stick. you do the 12. And so it's kind of flimsy and they... Mm-hmm. Spin it over their head a couple, three times, I think, and then they whoop, let it it fly. There is the caber toss, and that is, we had a 14.2 foot, essentially, giant tree. That's what caber means. Caber means tree in Gaelic. I thought it meant hard to throw. (laughs) Either one. And they actually make the caber almost on the field. It's just a... Yesterday, it was just cedar trunks, trunks of trees, cedar trunks of trees, and they're like shaving them with a, with a uh, chainsaw. It was really down, cool. Out. I was like, that's, that's very hardcore. Yeah, like yeah. And so, and I, I'm guessing, I don't know the weight, but it's probably about 45 pounds. You think? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing. It big. Yeah. It big and heavy. But it wasn't like super heavy. It, was, it was, had some weight, but it wasn't like crazy heavy. The hard part was the, the height, the height. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so how, how tall did you say it was? It was 14.2. Yeah, and it's so it's very unwieldy to get it. You got to pick it up and get it on your shoulder. And, <laughs> you know, it has a and tendency to want to go backwards <laughs> because the majority of the, the tree is above your head. So you got to balance it and then you got to run with it and you got to flip it end over end. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, perfect landing is at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, I was terrified of this one, weight over height. So it's essentially throwing a kettlebell over your head, over a bar. I was worried so about that. So you go that whoosh backwards and it goes over a bar and lands. I was pretty sure she needed to wear a helmet for that, but yeah. it was okay, actually. Yeah. yeah, I walk into walls, trip over air, you know, it's... So throwing bells or kettlebells over my head, what could go wrong? But actually, it ended up being my favorite. My, the one I was most terrified of and the one that now is my favorite. Mm. There is the sheaf toss. So it's you take a pitchfork and you throw a bag of hay and that's 12 pounds. Oh, so the, the weight for weight for height, weight uh, over bar, um, that is that was 21 pounds. Mm. So 21 pounds. Um and then the sheaf toss, I think, was 12 pounds, 10 or 12 pounds. And so it's a bag of hay, again, over a giant bar. And the woman who trained me for this one, uh, on the spot training, had the master's world record for throwing 32 feet in the air. That's high. Yeah. So for getting on the spot training, I, the, I had literally the best in the world training me right there. So how cool is that? And then uh, the last one is the um, wait for distance. And that is where you throw like a bar with a chain on it as far as you can. Mm. So that's the event. So the context of the Highland Games and learning is we, we started talking about it on the way home and how uh, it was such an intense period for her to learn these events yesterday because she... Even though she had been like thinking about this and kind of pseudo trained, she'd been working with a coach virtually for probably a year and a half, something like that, a year, right? Yeah, about a year and a half. But it was like on my own as an individual. So and, and so to train for a Tabor, she had like <laughs> all kinds of these weird influence. Anything she could find, she was trying to mimic. Okay, <laughs> even from a uh, PVC pipe that's capped on both ends. What did you put in there? Gravel or something? I didn't put anything, but you can put gravel oh, to increase empty? the weight. Yeah. So she's got a PVC, big PVC pipe. She's been throwing in the yard, like trying to imitate a two this, by four, or not two by four, yeah, four by ten, and yeah. And Lord knows what else she's been out there throwing. I just hope she doesn't throw stuff through the windows and stuff. But, <laughs> so. All of this time, you've just been trying to uh, immerse yourself into this new, these new events that you have to, you know, eventually do. Not really knowing when you're going to try it out. Mm -hmm. Working with this woman online, uh, who's your mentor, and she's she's helping you with your strength training and all of that, and and trying to prepare you for the events. But uh, when you actually walked onto the field yesterday, I was I knew this was going to happen because it happened to me as a first time piper. Mm -hmm. But I, when you are, I knew you were gonna run into uh, newbie issues. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. You've just never done it before, so the only way you can go through the pain of becoming someone who's proficient in those events is to walk on the field. Mm -hmm. And I knew you were gonna. I knew. I knew it was gonna be painful. And the second she did, the second she approached the tent, she she. <laughs> politely criticized for having the, the you know not holding her sheaf fork correctly then apparently there's a way to hold it a way to carry it mm -hmm. and then within not within 10 minutes after that you learn oh you got the wrong 
equipment. Mm-hmm. The, your sheath fork wasn't even right for this. It was a cheap one. She didn't know. She didn't know these things. Um, she didn't know she was supposed to put protective covers on the prongs of the sheath fork <laughs> so she doesn't stab herself in the eye. She's, you know? I don't know. I didn't know and, you were supposed to put it in the ground either. You're not supposed to stick it in the ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's all this protocol. You just... Yeah. You're just not going to learn virtually with a virtual coach or... I don't know. And there, and with all the rules, too. And there are so many rules that you just... You can read about it, but until you go through it, it doesn't stick. Yeah. Like uh, walking in and out of the box. like The box yeah. where you, you yeah, twirl. Yeah, so there's, a, bo- there's a box on the ground that you walk into uh, through the back. And if you walk... Don't go out the back too. You get to you can get disqualified. Or but foul. that's only when you're like throwing the hammer and stuff, right? Yeah, that that's box. when you're throwing. When it's you're up to throw, you have to go in and out the back. There's and if you don't, to... you get disqualified. Yeah. So there was like one point at the end where I was about to go at the side, and everybody yells, "No!" <laughs> She's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then also she was doing the hammer throw the first thing, and you were you went to your left side. They put the hammer oh thing on the ground. Uh, before they start twirling it around and she put it on her left side and then did her throw and it, it wasn't good and then the coach or not the coach but the line judge or the judge yeah. whatever, like corrected you like when you do that you need to let us know yeah. whatever I don't know what to do so yeah it. also my first throw was hilarious because alright so one like the judge is about his eyes are popping out of his head because he's pretty sure I'm going to throw it at him but no worries because not only did I not throw it at him I rolled backwards <laughs> <laughs> over this uh yeah it was pretty funny in front of all these people so the games are it's my first throw <laughs> they're like a spectacle for you know to draw people into the highland games because they get to watch the pipe bands and they get to watch the solo pipers and they get to watch the people competing in the uh the highland you know events and so there's a lot of people like coming in watching you know it's and it in my mind it's kind of like wow it's kind of like this gladiators arena (laughs) (laughs) you know the men are doing their thing and the women are over here doing their thing and she's never done it before and she's just learning on the fly and um just picking everybody's brains like what do i do what do i do how do i do this like how can i do better like each event and luckily the women there were very nice to her and you know, we're very open with explaining to you how to improve your throws and your technique and learning the protocol really quick. And yeah. on the way home, we discussed like what an intense learning experience that was. Yeah. Even though you'd been doing your thing for like a year and a half or whatever, yeah. you didn't really, you weren't really prepared. And, and the way you got prepared, or you're actually way more prepared now for the next one. Just by stepping on the field and going, and it's a painful process. It's it's painful, and you have to put yourself out there. <laughs> you have to be willing to go through that pain mm-hmm. to get that learning. Mm-hmm. And the more, I guess, the more pain you experience, the more you learn it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it, I, it wasn't for me. I didn't find it painful at all. Oh, you I didn't? found it really fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, when you fell down back. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. It was so funny. It was so, it was so me. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. No, I didn't have any pain. The only painful, my only painful moment was in the tent. When we first walked in. When we first in. got there, yeah. Yep, I'm like, oh, God, what did I do? See, that hurts me. Like, that that kind of criticism, that hurts me. I'm like, damn, that shit, I should have known that. If I had fallen down, that would have hurt me. I would have really? really, I would have been really self-conscious about that. 
Oh, uh, well, see, that's like, I guess, where I'm a little, my, my mental model is different because yeah. that doesn't bother me at all. Care. So that's no. good. Okay. Um, Maybe some it, people are like me and are like, well, put, you know, shy and it, putting yourself out there like that and failing. That's, that's a real, really scary. That's really hard to deal with. Especially in front of an audience. The yeah. cool thing was, yeah. like, as soon as I got myself up and laughed it off, walked out, I had five people around yeah. me immediately giving me advice about what I needed to do. Yeah. It was like, okay, here's what you do the next round. It was amazing. So, and you immediately improved. The next yeah, one, the next one, I did a great did, shot. Did better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that crucible of that arena. Yeah, taking that risk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, given that context of what she just went through in the Highland Games and how we were talking about how that really sped up her learning about how to do these events, uh, we we wanted to talk about the top five Mm -hmm. ways that we've come up with to really 10x your learning, your learning experience in anything, whether it's Highland Games or... Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, (laughs) exactly, or whatever it is. these 10 things things we think will help you 10x your your ability to do whatever that that thing is. Mm-hmm. So number one, what is our number one? Reading. Read, read, read. Read, 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 read. And uh, one of the people that, or one person or a couple of people that have helped inculcate that in my mind has been Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Mm. And they're very vocal about uh, their their ability to consume lots of reading material over the course of a day. I think both of those guys probably read eight to ten hours a day. And Charlie Munger has even said that uh, you know if you want to be successful, if you want to be wise, uh, unfortunately you're gonna have to spend most of your day on your butt reading. So I think reading is very important, and that's one of the reasons we we do what we do on Dream 10x with reading books and sharing what we what we read. And in different formats, both uh, video and audio and writing out our top five takeaways from things that we read. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about how reading helps you prepare for Highland Games. So, So it's not just reading. Because you could read a whole book and not remember a damn thing. Right. I mean, it happens to people all the time in my classes. <laughs> so it's about what you do with the reading. You remember like four key points. Awesome. Do something with them. Like think about them. Reflect on them. All those different pieces. It's a. It's it's more about. It's more about the takeaways from the book and doing something with it than just reading it. Um, because or else it's just knowledge. It does all marinate in your subconscious, and sometimes it'll pop out and you mm. don't even know it. But um, if you want to be intentional about it, definitely write it down and do something with it. Um, so for me, like for Highland Games, I read the rules, I read the rules, I read the rules. I didn't absorb them till I was on the field, but I at least read through them. And maybe we can include uh, not just reading, but consuming media through our senses. Like, you know, yeah. podcasts and, and videos and reading, maybe they all kind of come together absolutely watching videos is super helpful too yeah, because you're absorbing in a different way and huge. hearing it and seeing it seeing the actual uh-huh. how it works yeah, yeah i was just thinking and how i started coming to bagpiping uh, my, my dad was a bagpiper so that's why i started it but i didn't know i didn't know how to do it and so re, there was a blog post uh, andrew Lenz, i think was the guy name mm. the guy's name and he he wrote a blog you know about his learning journey into into piping starting from nothing and so that was very helpful to read about his yeah. experiences as a newcomer to get up to whatever level he got up to. And then also, of course, watching professional pipers play and hearing how they tune yeah. and how they pre- pre- present themselves on stage. And 
you know, how they blow up the bag and all, just watching and hearing all that mm -hmm. is a huge learning, learning experience. Cause, cause if you can model the way the professionals play, then, you know, hopefully you can get, get to that level as well. So yeah, Absolutely. maybe we include all that, that media in one. but reading, reading is very, very important. I think it's one of the more important things for me anyway, mm -hmm. and, and maybe other media are, are different from other people. Yeah. Some people like to listen to books on tape or, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, Audio. Audible. Books, Audible, I, yeah. I do Audible I, a lot. Yeah. I know a lot of people do, and maybe you get more out of books that way, just by listening to them. So I, okay, this is fascinating. So, <laughs> <laughs> and it's more recent for me. So um, I, I always read, and then my time just isn't my own anymore. Mm, mm. Um, and so I started... When we would train for marathons and mm. things, I started listening to audiobooks because that has how I get either fantasy book, get my uh, <laughs> get my brain to decompress, or how I would learn. I listened to a whole book on coaching and redefined how I how I coach people based on that. And so now, when I read an article, I have a hard time a harder time focusing on the words. But if I listen to it, I absorb more. So my brain okay. my brain patterns and mental models and how I learn has changed. I'm completely opposite. I don't like listening. To, I I like listening to music, mm -hmm. but I don't like hearing. For some reason, I don't like. Words. You got really nauseous that one. And time. in fact, uh, one Marine Corps marathon, there was a they they made it so people could leave recordings for you at different mile markers, and uh, they could like encourage you or whatever. And so I'm listening, and it was fun. I loved hearing people say these funny things at mile five and mile ten or whatever. But it made me sick to my stomach. I, I don't know why. Just hearing that audio stuff in my ear while I'm running made me. I, even when I'm rowing, I don't like. I don't like anything when I'm rowing. Yeah. No, no music, no nothing. I just want to be in my head. So it's weird. I don't yeah. know. People are different, I guess. All right. So number one, reading media, video, uh, audio, whatever, whatever absorb floats your boat there. Absorb, absorb that information. Help you help helps you get it in your brain as fast as possible. Number two. Find mentors. out mentors. Number two is mentors. Find somebody who's doing what you want to do uh, or who has already done something that you're trying to accomplish and try to pick their brains and try to pull out of them uh, information about how to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, one big mentor that I, I discovered mentorship in college. Um, I was getting mediocre grades. I really wanted straight A's and uh, I wasn't sure how to do that. I had no, no, I was almost failing out of college in my freshman year. I found a guy in my class or uh, my company who was getting straight A's in the same uh, degree that I had. Um, I sought him out. I said, "Hey, man, what are you doing? Show me wh how you what formats do you go through to to prepare for mm -hmm. your classes and everything." And I just followed him around and did what he did. I took notes the way he took it. I even took notes the style that he you know I followed him to a T, and I got I ended up getting straight A's. So uh, that that really. Wow. Uh, it was cool to get straight A's, but then I realized, oh, wow, I can, if I can follow, if I can mimic what other people are doing, I can get the same result. Mm -hmm. And so mentors are really important and, uh, I'm not using mentors as well. I'm not seeking out mentors as well as I should be. And I want to be more intentional about that in order to achieve what I want to achieve. But last year I did find out, I did seek out a very successful business person, Jeff Hoffman. And uh, I jumped into his, I was allowed to come into his, I wasn't, you know, anywhere near the quality of people that were in that mastermind, but I was able to, they, they let me come in and I was able to, to learn from these guys, especially Jeff Hoffman. And it was a very valuable experience. 
And so hopefully that a lot of that stuff rubs off on me in, in my own professional life. Yeah. What do you think about mentors? Yeah, well, one, I've, I definitely have seen a change in you from as you participated. You were in the mentor group and you applied what you learned from them any mm-hmm. way you could. So mm-hmm. I, I really admired that. And for me, mentors, uh, I, so I am a mentor, so seeing change in other people is really awesome. Mm. And uh, trying to meet them where they are and explain things where they are is, is hard. So when I look about the mentors for me, I have a lot of sympathy. <laughs> 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 and especially yesterday at the, at the games, because they definitely met me where I was, you know, fundamental levels. And uh, I so appreciate one lady, Stacy, who's, she's again the world champion for the sheaf toss. Oh, she's so badass. And um, <laughs> I thanked her at the end of the day and she's like, I know what it's like to be new. I know what it's like to be the first time ever and you don't know anybody and everybody else knows each other and it's uncomfortable and you don't know what you're doing. So I just wanted to make sure you had a great experience and I cannot even tell you how amazing that was. Yeah, and on the way back, I, I wanted to share this comment that I, my perception is that women handle things, these types of things, totally different than men. I think if I were a new man coming into a Highland game, it would be dog eat dog. You know, everybody, <laughs> maybe not, maybe these guys are different, but just in my experience in, in learning new things as a man, it's every man for himself, kind of most of the time, you got to figure stuff out on your own. Whereas the women on this thing, you guys were, so, they were just out competing against themselves. They could mm-hmm. care less where, where kind of where they stood with, you know, amongst the group. Yeah. I really don't think anybody cared about Not where they stood up. And, and everybody was really helpful. If anybody was, was uh, I think if, if anybody was struggling and open and receptive to feedback. I think they were more than willing to provide that. And I think that's why they helped you because you were constantly asking, like, what can I do? You saw this terrified look. That was the first words out of her mouth when she got there. I've never done this before, help. <laughs> was like, who's your coach? I don't have a coach here, it's virtual. Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody panic. <laughs> that's very funny. So, yeah, it was, it was really nice to watch that, mm-hmm. I really. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I'm so I'm so grateful to these women who are just so supportive yeah. because I would not have gotten through the day without them. <laughs> so mentors. Is mentors. That, any, any other notes on mentors for you? Uh, so being a mentee, if oh. <laughs> being a mentee, be uh, use the principles from the last podcast the being open to learning challenging your mental models because they're probably going to tell you things that go against your mental models Mm. and think about it reflect on it and absorb it try it and if you don't like it try it again and uh, see what ends up working for you but if they um, be open and receptive to what they tell you learner's mind be open also be grateful oh Be, be very grateful for what you're receiving and i think people will be more amenable to sharing information with you absolutely 100 yeah okay number three deep practice mm-hmm. deep practice what does that mean to you so all right so in the context of the highland games that was deep practice <laughs> Um, When I was out there by myself, so Malcolm Gladwell talks about 10,000 hours of practice, doing something for 10,000 hours and you become an expert, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went out there and I threw, and I didn't throw 10,000 hours, but I threw a lot. And then, uh, but it was, uh, 
superficial. So I went out there, went through the motions, get the motions, get your body in check. The deep learning, the deep practice was when I was actually in this immersion experience, this learning environment around in the uh, in the gladiators the arena. arena. Yeah. With, yep. With spectators all around. Lots and, of spectators. Uh, lots of spectators. So there's the external pressure, there's the internal pressure. Mm. And then I'm getting immediate feedback. And so my brain was in full deep <laughs> learning mode. Everything that they taught me, I applied on the spot, ready to go. So it was very, for me, a very different experience. I didn't even notice all the spectators. I didn't notice everybody around me. I was focused on what they were telling me and how I could be better. Hmm. And uh, the spectators and everything else just added to the pressure of me, of my deep learning. Hmm. Yeah, as I mentioned, her uh, caber that she usually uh, practices with is just a PVC pipe. It's only what, like 10 feet? Something yeah, like it's, that, it's, yeah, it's 10 feet. Um, yeah. And then when I saw her on the field surrounded by all these spectators and I'm thinking, wow, this is like the gladiators arena and she's out there by herself with this huge cedar caber. <laughs> 14 feet, 14.2 feet. <laughs> and there's a man like propping it up for her to get it stood up and then she's got to get out there and pick it up. I was, I was really impressed with <laughs> Because uh, I would have been really, you know, that was intimidating. Yeah. I, I thought that was intimidating. But you didn't seem intimidated at all. You just seemed like you were in your zone, like, right, I'm going to try to get this sucker up on my shoulder and flip it. Mm -hmm. So Then I was really I, pissed when I had to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you'll get there. I'll get, I'll I mean, get there. You, was, you got one where you, you know, almost got it over. Well, I think part of it, too, is building your confidence. So getting out yeah. there and just doing all these activities, like 10x my confidence as well. Yeah, and then yeah. now you have uh, an awareness of what you need to use to yeah. actually mimic that environment. Absolutely. A lot better. Absolutely. And that PVC pipe's probably not gonna cut it. No, <laughs> I gotta, to get a real... we gotta go get a tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's totally different. Like PVC pipe is so smooth and clean, and that tree is like, it's got, it's cedar. It's got hair and stuff, and mm -hmm. you come, came back with stuff all over you. <laughs> <laughs> been out in the woods or something <laughs> okay so that's mentors there's a lot more we could probably say about oh, that no, no deep practice oh sorry deep practice yeah um what about it, it what is it for you um i i really liked talking about your experience yesterday in the context of deep practice yeah um the the pressure of doing something live um and, and not and, and it's not something that you're just practicing on your own you know other um, stimulus yeah uh, while you're doing something um, whether it's you know running a business or whatever mm -hmm. instead of reading about it or kind of just thinking through you know modeling it in, in Excel or something like that mm -hmm. actually doing it uh, um, is uh, you know it, that puts that additional pressure on you I think that's very important yeah definitely. Um, and that kind of segues with the next thing which is just do it just do so it. number four uh, just do it. Just step out on the field and go for it. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. Take that risk. And that, I think, is probably one of the biggest things in, in 10xing your learning. Yeah. And Dewey yeah. says, like, that's how we learn is by doing and then reflecting on it. So you have to get out there and just do it. Take that risk. Do something. Take some step. But take an action. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. Whatever um, it is. You know, when I decided I wanted to do an Ironman. I had never done an Ironman before. I had never even done a half Ironman. And, um, the, you know, the, I found mentors and mm -hmm. I read about people who were doing it and training schedules and peaks and valleys and, and all that stuff. 
But uh, you really just got to get out there and do the do a small one, do a little bit bigger one, do a middle, do yeah. a, do a half, and then throw yourself out there in the fold and yeah. see what happens. So amazing, and, <laughs> and it's scary. It's terrifying, I, man. I, I remember finishing the the bike. You know, the swim. I love the swim, so the swim was nothing for me really. Um, and then doing the bike. I am a horrible biker, but 110 miles on a bike, I was. Done. I was just done, uh, and it was so hot. This was Louisville Ironman 2012. So hot. We're sitting. There, I'm sitting there in the tent at the end of the, the 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 ride, and changing clothes. And it's stifling hot in there. And these other guys are changing, and it's it's just humid. And people are getting lathered up with uh, suntan lotion and stuff, and getting ready to go out on the running course. And I'm thinking, man, how the heck am I going to run a marathon right now? Mm. I don't know. Just put one foot in front of the other and see where it goes. And, you know, by the end of the night, you're done. So, I, I love it. I, I love that you stepped out on the field yesterday mm-hmm. and in that tent and just went through all those things. And I, I could just watch you, you know, learning all the different things. And you had the bad fork. Okay. So what? You're holding it wrong. Okay. We learned that lesson. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna fall down if you do it that way. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta modify how you throw the hammer. You know, it was mm-hmm. just I, I loved that, and I loved the metaphor that we could pull into our own learning experience for that. Yeah. So, anyway, that's cool. Uh, and then number five is what we're doing right now: reflection, reflection on how how you're learning, what what you just learned from an event like like this or from Ironman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can you apply it to the next thing? How can you reiterate um, your your learning process? What else? Dewey, 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 Dewey. Yeah, it's all about the reflection. That's really where the learning occurs and then reapply. That iteration is so, so powerful to build those neural pathways for neuroplasticity because yeah. our brains are meant to are, are meant to evolve and are meant to adapt. So. Yeah. And that's uh, that's one of the things I love about what we do at Dream 10X, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's talking to somebody or reading a book or just, you know, talking about things like this. It, it is the re- the reflection piece of it okay read a book what are the, what are some things that what are the top takeaways from that let's let's write about them let's talk about them let's get that etched into our brain or heart or whatever mm-hmm. and uh try to take that with us to the next you know to the next level how do we level up with what we're doing through reflection and through all these other things mm-hmm. so that's our top top five ways to 10x your learning right did you learn anything today? <laughs> Top five things. Reading, our mentors, deep practice, just do it, and reflection. And Piper says, thanks for watching Dream 10X. <laughs> See you next time.